And just like that, the clock ticks noon. On a Tuesday, and my friends, it's time. It's time. Welcome to the Daily. As we are live from the Lead Bunker Studio, Jackson's only indoor gun range. And we're brought to you by Knudsen's, your outdoor convenience store. Brought to you by Kettlebell. Excuse me. Brought to you by Kettlebell Hotspot, where your functional fitness begins. Yeah, I feel like now that I've got some separation from the holidays where it was like a struggle to kind of get there. Because there's just so much going on, right? And now I've been uh, somewhat regular and routine and, and preparing for the competition coming up in March, right? So I've got two bells that I work with, 18K and the 20K. And it felt like the 18K was the easiest it's been in a long, long time. So usually when we do a sets. Uh, we'll have a string. We'll, we do like we do a flow. So we'll have a string of one minute um, exercises that we do, all ranging from hitting all parts of the body right throughout that twenty minutes. Then we take like a ninety second break. We do it all over again. So in that second set is usually when I jump up to the heavier bell, lighter bell to start, heavier bell to finish. Well, that first set was the easiest it's been. That second set still is a struggle. But yesterday was was like the day when I'm like, man, I could it, I I'm feeling a difference today. I am. And that's what at least my story anyway, that's what keeps me going back, especially those days when you feel like you're getting the gains and you can notice it from one workout to the next. You're like, yeah, I'm feel- I'm doing it today. Kettlebell Hotspot. It's where your functional fitness begins. Brought to you by my buds, Bud, Bud Light, McUltra, and brought to you by Tri-County Water. That's good water. We're going to be depending heavily on the Tri-County Water today because, mm, excuse me, got a little... He's got a little tickle way back there, and uh, it's caused me to stop and have to start over in a few different uh, aspects here today. So we'll, we're going to be working on that throughout the show. It could be an issue, but we'll let you know. All right, so quite a few things uh, on the docket for today. High school basketball. So we, we did talk at length yesterday, the pairings, the matchups for districts. That was announced Sunday via the MHSAA. And late last week, for boys basketball, we did see a lot of those conference championships being finalized. We're just going to run through that again today because we haven't done that yet. So we're going to hit that for both boys and girls basketball today. And coming up this weekend, we should have the uh, pairings for the girls tournament, which uh, a week behind the guys. So we're going to cover high school basketball today. Uh, we've had a couple other localish things come through via email. We'll cover up that. We'll cover that up. We'll co- now we're gonna cover up anything. We will cover that today uh, as well. Uh, we've got Big Ten basketball to talk about. There was a little race yesterday, and the Daytona race did not disappoint. There's a lot of races on the NASCAR circuit that disappoint. I find 
the road courses all disappointing. The only thing that's cool about them, oh, we get to see a turn left. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh, can we see some passing? Any pa- any major wrecks? Anything? Any, any? No? Okay. Yeah, I find the road courses tremendously boring. But the tracks like Daytona, like Bristol, you know, those ty- those those ones where they just get packed in tight and they get to go fat, I do like those. Those I do like. And Daytona did not disappoint. But you're kind of like, and this has happened a few times in the past with the winners of the Daytona 500. We get that one and you're like, really? This is, this is the best that NASCAR? God, didn't he just get lucky? Shouldn't this be in Vegas? Because he just got lucky. That happens a lot at Daytona. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Uh, Big Ten basketball and a few other things. NHL in the mix and and more. So we're... We got a little bit to cover. If you would like to join us, I'd love to hear from you. 990-9426-990-9426. Oh yeah, Tigers baseball. We we got to bring you a, uh, an update from uh from Lakeland. So we'll we'll dig something up there as well. That that and more throughout the show here today on the daily. But of course, your input always welcome. 990-9426. 990-9426. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Please bring it here today on the daily. All right, let's get right to high school basketball. And there was a few games on the schedule. Big day in the Big Eight yesterday. Uh, a lot of games on the schedule for today, too. So boys basketball in the Big 8. So yesterday, you had Sturgis defeating Bronson, 46-41, to the final there. Uh, there was a Big 8 Cascades crossover, Concord, getting the best of East Jackson yesterday, 70-48. to Quincy on top of Morency, 59-40. to Reading, defeating Vermontville, Maple Valley. And it was a squeaker there for the Rangers, fifty to forty-nine. Springport topping Sand Creek, fifty-seven fifty-four. Union City beat Homer, oh! fifty-five to fifty-three. And today you've got this is a pretty good matchup because Springport's not a slouch in the Big Eight. And Michigan Center. That was one of those tickles in the throat. I told you about earlier. I know, right? It's it's going to be annoying today. Michigan Center. I'm sure playing the rest of the way this season with a chip on their shoulders. Four thousandths of a point. They missed out on going to the Cascades championship game. Wow. So I would not want to be a team facing Michigan Center the rest of the way. In the Cascades Conference, uh, Concord, Eddie's Jackson, 70-48. Union City versus Homer, 55-53. Today, Addison at Gorham Fayette of Ohio. Addison has a little bit of a drive tonight, 7-30. Springport, Michigan Center, 6. Columbia, you know, this should be a pretty good matchup, too. Um, I mean, because Columbia is certainly not a slouch in the Cascades West. Western. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about them. <laughs> really good team in the I-8. So that's going to be a decent matchup today at 7 o'clock. Uh, Sand Creek at Vandy. 
that contest, uh, that's uh, 7 o'clock tonight in the Catholic High School League. Still with boys basketball. Uh, we've got Bloomfield Hills, Cranbrook, Kingswood, 54, at Clawson, 37. And then today you've got Rochester Hills, Lutheran, Northwest. Why do all of these schools in the Catholic High School League have such long freaking names? Why? It, it's it, do you? I don't. Is uh, the more consonants the better? I don't. I don't. They're just so long. All right, Rochester Hills Lutheran Northwest, and Ann Arbor Green Hills at seven o'clock. Harrison Township, La Anne's Cruz at Macomb Lutheran North, 7 p.m. And then, thank you, Lumen, for keeping it brief. Lumen versus Niles Brandywine at Kalamazoo College. That's at 6 o'clock tonight in the I-8. Coldwater at Battle Creek Harper Creek tonight. Hastings is at Battle Creek Penfield. Northwest is at Marshall. And Columbia's at Western. And the White, S-E-C White tonight. You've got Pinckney at Adrian at 7. Ypsilanti Community at Chelsea at 7. And Jackson is at Tecumseh. Whoa. It's going to be a tough one. That's at 7 tonight. And in the S-C-A-A East, Litchfield at Hillsdale Academy, 7.30. Pittsburgh at Jackson Christian at 7. Waldron at North Adams Jerome, 7.30. Camden Frontier at Taconcha. That is at 7.30. All right, that's boys basketball. We're going we're gonna to circle back to girls basketball in a second. But that's a lot of this has been finalized already. But we're just, we haven't talked about it. And if you're wondering, hey, what happened in the Big 8? We're going to let you know right now. So the Big 8 boys basketball, Concord looks, yeah, they got it. They got it. Because right now you've got one game left with Union City, uh, which is tonight at, which is uh, in a couple days on the twenty second, in a couple days at Concord, Union City is seven and four in conference play. Concord is eleven and zero. Closest to them is Bronson at eight and three. So, I mean, there's the disparity is there. There's not that many games left. Concord gets the win. Concord. Gets the Big A Conference Trophy outright this year. Congratulations. Uh, on to the Cascades. We had the game for you on Saturday. Napoleon took care of business and defeated Hanover Horton in the East versus West crossover. So Napoleon ends the season at 15 and 1, 18 and 3. They are the Cascade Conference Championship champions. Michigan Center sitting there going, four thousandths of a point. We beat them this year. Yeah, you don't want to face Michigan Center at all in the postseason. Promise you that. So that's, uh, you know, even though Hanover Horton, technically the number two, I feel like you can make an argument that Michigan Center should be the number two. All right, so that's in the Cascades. Catholic High School lead. Lumen was leading this thing throughout the entire season. They get into the postseason um, and uh, the CHSL playoffs and the Cardinal final uh, last week saw Lumen losing to Riverview Gabriel Richard. So that gives 
the Catholic High School League Championship to Riverview Gabriel Richard at nine and one in conference play. Lumen at number two at nine and one in conference play. Overall, eighteen and two for Riverview Gabriel Richard, seventeen and three for Lumen. Uh, and like I said, Lumen still has Niles Brandywine. They've got Dansville this week. Uh, and then they <laughs> they get into district play, and their bracket is the toughest Division Three bracket, um, I think, of anywhere. Yeah. And so that's the Catholic High School League and the Crossroads, the Crossroads Athletic Conference. We follow that because that's where Jackson Prep is. And Jackson Prep, they don't really have any more regular season games on their schedule, so they're stuck where they're stuck at 7-3. and three. Tied with Hillsdale Wolf Carlton at seven and three for second place in the crossroads. Battle Creek Academy there gets the win with nine wins, one loss in the crossroads. And now let's scoot over to the Interstate Eight, where on Friday, with an impressive win at home against historic Marshall, fifty one forty seven. They cut down the net, Western, outright, Interstate A champs. They do have one more I-8 contest. That's with Battle Creek, Harper Creek, at Battle Creek, Harper Creek. But that's just, you know, Northwest is the closest to them at 6-4, and four, so there's no way anybody can catch them. So, Western, the champs. Their next contest, again, Columbia, uh, Battle Creek, Harper Creek, and then... They take on the 10-10 and 10 Trojans of Madison High School at Western, first round of district play. They're districts of beast, too. You're talking about a team that won in the IA, outright IA champions, and they're the third seed in that bracket. Wow. Yeah, they don't get the first round by. That's the Interstate 8. Let's take a look at the SEC White. And winning out of the White with a 9 and 0 conference record, Chelsea, 14 and 5 on the season. Adrian 6 and 2 in the conference, 16 and 3 on the season. Tecumseh 4 and 4 in the conference, 14 and 5 on the season. This conference is stacked. The SEC White absolutely stacked. Jackson 12 and 8, great team this year, but in the conference they mustered up a 4 and 5. Good for fourth in the SEC White. And they've got Tecumseh coming up tonight. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a fun one to follow. Go Vikings. And uh, to wrap up boys basketball as far as conference play goes, let's look at the SCAA East. The Southern Central Athletic Association. Hillsdale Academy ran the gamut. Going 12 and 0 in conference play, 16 and 4 overall. No way anybody can catch them. Hillsdale Academy, the SCAA champions. They still have Pittsburgh to play, which no slouch there. They're 12 and 8, 8 and 4 in conference. And they still have Battle Creek Academy to play, which is not in their conference, before they head down to Waldron to take on North Adams Jerome first round of district action. So that is boys basketball regular season, even though we still have a few games 
Um, we're saying it's wrapped up. Yeah, we're going to talk about the rest of league play still with this week to go. But, yeah, the conference championships wrapped up. Tweaking is happening right now when it comes to uh, boys basketball and getting ready for district action. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at girls high school basketball where they ended up last night with some results. And let's take a look at what's on the schedule in girls basketball. There's some drama here because in girls basketball, especially in the Big 8, there was a three-way race in the Big 8 in girls basketball when we last spoke about this on Thursday. So let's let's pivot right now and let's take a look at what happened yesterday. Girls basketball and the Big 8, nothing from last night. But tonight you've got Springport at Bronson. Vermontville Maple Valley at Quincy. Both those tip times, 7 p.m. Union City's at Reading, 6.30. In the Cascades... Nothing from last night, but tonight you've got Addison at Columbia. That's at 7. Grass Lake at East Jackson, 7 p.m. Hanover Horton at Homer, 7 p.m. Leslie at Manchester, 7 p.m. And Center at Napoleon at 7. In the Catholic High School League, nothing from last night. But tonight, oh, man, these names are so long. Macomb Lutheran North at Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the Catholic High School League Cardinal Semifinal, 6 o'clock. In the other semi, you've got Lumen at Wixom St. Catherine. That one's at 7.30. In the Interstate 8, you've got Battle Creek, Harper Creek at Coldwater, 7 o'clock. Penfield at Hastings at 7. And Marshall at Northwest tonight at 7 o'clock. In the white, Pinckney at Adrian at 5.30, Tecumseh at Jackson at 7, Chelsea at Ip, Solani Community at 7. And yesterday in the SCAA East, Burr Oak beat Jackson Christian 33-30. to And tonight you've got Hillsdale Will Carlton Academy at North Adams Jerome, contest set for 7 p.m. Girls Basketball. Another week to go. Where are they in conference play? Well, right now in the Big Eight, getting some separation. It was a three-horse race between Concord, Springport, and Bronson. Bronson appears to have dropped one recently. They're now at seven and two. Springport seven and one in second place. Concord eight and one. It's right now between those two and those two almost wrap up. This is the second to last game of the regular season coming up on the 27th between Concord and Springport. Concord getting the win over Bronson um, after losing to them at the start of the season. So there's a split there. Concord. Can pretty much seal it. They got the win over Springport at home earlier in the season. Next week on the road at Springport, they get the win there. They can pretty much seal it. 
Springport, on the other hand, uh, they got that loss to Concord earlier. They beat Bronson at the end of January. And they got Bronson coming up today. Springport, with that win over Bronson today, going to go a long way to get them back on top. They dropped that one. Basically, you're kind of handing it to Concord, but you're not letting go. You know, you're, you're still holding on to it. You're just not letting go. Does that make sense? You're like, you gonna give me that? No, I'm not. I'm just going to hold on to it some more. That's kind of what's going to be happening there. So it's still basically, it's still technically a three horse race. Bronson not eliminated. But Concord and Springport are heavily favored. Put it that way. Does that make sense? It's going to have to. Girls basketball in the Cascades East right now has Grass Lake at 12 and 2. Center and Leslie tied for second at 11 and 3. Grass Lake has center coming up tonight. Big game there. And that's the last one before you get the championship play. Again, the tiebreaker is going to be the NPR. If center gets the win, that's going to tie him up. Um, that means they would have split on the season. Ooh, that's going to be fun to follow. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. In the Cascades West, Columbia pretty much running away with it. Nobody can touch them at this point. Looks like they're going to be the winners out of the Cascades West. They're 10-3 and three on the season. Hanover Horton and Homer tied for second right now at 7-6. and six. Jonesville's like, dude, what about us? We're 7-7. Seven and seven. So they're technically they're eleven and eight on the season. That's not a slouch, man. That's a good team. So things still have to be decided there for second place as far as the pairings go. But as of right now, it looks like Columbia gonna get the nod out of the Cascades West. Girls basketball in the Catholic High School League. That's where Lumen is right now. Lumen, second place, but they do have a playoff. We uh they got the win out of the first round last week, second round in the semis today against Wixom. We'll keep following that. I love it when the schools have a playoff. Yeah, you, know, you can keep it to three rounds. I mean, this is this is nice. Get a clear, definitive winner. It is really nice when they have that. I like it. As a fan of the sport, I like it. And to the crossroads. Um, well, never mind, because Jackson Prep doesn't have a girls team there. So we go to the I eight. Girls basketball in the I-8, Northwest running away. Well, I said running away with it. They're 9-1. Coldwater right behind them at 8-3. Uh, so Coldwater still has a little bit of work. That I'm not sure how that, that happens where there's a disparity in the number of games. But uh, Northwest, let's see, they got Harper Creek, Lakeview, and Hazlitt. So they've got one conference game left against a 500 conference team. Coldwater. They lost to Northwest in January and they they beat Northwest on the 6th. So there's a split there. You've got Harper Creek coming up. 
It, you know, it doesn't look because they both just have one conference game left. Uh, even though Coldwater has more, will have more games under their belt. Even if Northwest loses and Coldwater wins, that puts them with uh, nine wins, but three losses. So it'll be nine and three versus nine and two. That means Northwest has the better win loss record. That means Northwest would win. Unless they take it to an NPR. Mm. Well, to be determined. That's going to be fun to follow. We'll see how that pans out. On to the uh, on to the white. SEC white girls basketball. Jackson, they've been out of it for a while. They're two and seven. So it's between Chelsea and Tecumseh, both eight and one teams. And let's just let's see where Tecumseh is right now. Beautiful town. Grew up there. Between Clinton and Tecumseh. That's where so Tecumseh beat Chelsea back on the 30th. And then they split. They lost to him on the 13th. Mm, Could be interesting to see how that comes out. So Tecumseh, they've got Jackson in conference play. And then that's it. Chelsea, who's their toughest opponent to wrap things up? Oh, they got Ypsilanti Community. So it looks like that's going to be a split. It's going to be a shared title. In the uh, in the SEC White for girls basketball, SCAA East girls basketball, Jackson Christian at five and seven on the season. They've been out of it for a while. Right now, it's between Pittsburgh and Hillsdale Academy. Pittsburgh's ten and one. Hillsdale Academy ten and two. Waldron's like, dude, what about us? We're nine and two. So that technically a three horse race there, and we'll continue to keep an eye on that as well. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll talk a little Daytona 500, and then we'll, we'll pivot back to basketball in the Big Ten. You're listening to The Daily on Jackson's Fox Sports 101.9 FM. We're live from the Lead Bunker Studio, Jackson's only indoor gun range. Welcome back to The Daily, Jackson's Fox Sports 101.9 FM, live from the Lead Bunker Studio, Jackson's only indoor gun range. Brought to you by Knudsen's, your outdoor convenience store, Kettlebell Hotspot, where your functional fitness begins. Brought to you by my buds. Bud, Bud Light, McUltra, and Tri-County Water. Ah, that's good water. You know, I say this every year. I'm going to make it an honest effort to be a NASCAR fan again. I used to be a big fan. Let me just take you through my journey real quick. Back in the day, we're talking 20-plus years ago. Yeah, probably longer than that, 25-plus years ago, whatever. Um, I worked at a country station in Adrian, and Greg Green, who used to be part of the McKibben Media Group family here, he's since retired, um, he used to be the PD down there. He was like, hey, man. We're going to be out to NASCAR. We're going to go out to NASCAR. We're going to be doing the morning shows out there. We're going to be doing the afternoon shows out there. It's going to be exciting. We're going off to MIS. It's going to be a blast. And I was like, oh. And he was all, what do you mean, man? This is exciting. Why are you being all? Okay, so I flipped my perspective on it, on that. Uh, I go out there, do the show on like a Friday morning. Got to see all of the transports coming in. 
got to hear those cars get revved up, and I'm thinking, man, this is pretty cool. Dude, this, this is pretty awesome. Got to hang out, watch a little bit of the practice. Man, that's those things are loud. You can feel the power. That's pretty cool. Got to hang out that weekend with my buddy Jeff Bowman. Haven't seen him in a while, but we used to work together down in Adrian. And we hung out. We watched that race there, which was from a real NASCAR fan's perspective, that race was the most god-awful, boring race on the planet. It was horrific. My first time experience with it, this is awesome! It was the one at MIS. I think it was the only one at MIS that did not have one caution. Dale Jarrett ran away with it and just won it. Not one caution. The quickest race in MIS history because of no cautions. And I was hooked there. And then the following years, I was taking out T-shirts on a clipboard, hanging out every uh, hour that I could. Uh, in the garage area, getting autographs from the drivers. We would auction off that T-shirt. I did that for years, for years. I'd go there, watch the truck race, watch the NASCAR race, um, the, you know, what other, the Bush race at the time, catching them all in, just staying there all weekend long and enjoying every minute of it. And after several years of that, you know, I kind of just started to sour on it, the, uh, the, it seemed like the crowd was changing a little bit. They were changing the sport here and there. And it just wasn't getting as interesting to me. My kids were getting older. I'm like, dude, I really want to be home on Father's Day. Can I Can I just not cover this race? And I was, I was here working at the time. And uh, the, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get that schedule. So I had to keep working the races, which really started to sour me on it. And I think that's just kind of where it got it got worse for me and I just kind of fell off of the fandom uh, I've been doing it for such a long time and again you weren't boy I gotta tell you the reason why I was watching I liked seeing some of the crashes I liked seeing the attitude in the infield I loved watching the the drivers feud with each other I mean to me it was like WWE on four wheels and I dug the hell out of that. But the NASCAR started to crack down on it. They started changing on, on, on that type of physical stuff happening in the garage area. They cracked down on the cars, started changing up the cars, and the racing wasn't as good. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You started to have less fans coming to all of the tracks. And when you have less people there, it just wasn't as fun. So there was a multitude of things as to why it really started to fade away from me. Um, and you know, I leave, do some other stuff, come back a few years ago. And since it's such a big part of what we do here during the summertime, I'm like, all right, Mark, you got a sports show. Gonna give it an honest effort. And I will, I'll do it again this year. And the Daytona yesterday was thrilling, but I got to tell you after the clash a couple weeks ago in LA, I almost gave it up again. Will you please get that damn race out of L.A.? It's horrible. But the Daytona, yesterday's race, man, that was that was some good stuff.
And the 66th renewal of the Great American Race is underway. Oh, we got one turn around. It's Harrison Burton. He will slide through the ball field. One other car. Carson Hosevar involved. And now they tangle right here. Here they come. Green and white. Checkered flag is out. Pay window is open. And Ryan Blaney's going to get there first. Chastain's got the lead. Blocks Logano down low. Slides up to block Brad Keselowski on the outside. Brad starts a move against Chastain. And he gets turned. Basically, the entire pack is collected. Brad Keselowski gets turned. Four laps to go here in Daytona. Lights out on the pace car as we get set to go back under the green flag. Racing down the short straightaway in the Daytona 500. Blocking on it. They're crashing. Sliding across the grass. Ross Chastain. Austin Sindrick get in it. Caution is on the speedway. The white flag was in the air. Checkered flag is in the air. And William Byron has won the Daytona 500. All right, so that's the part of the race that kind of stunk yesterday where it ended on a caution. But it's Daytona. I mean, you can't you can't keep running it over, running it over, because eventually you're not going to have any cars. They already lost half the field with that one wreck that was like four laps to go. Um, and Byron was part of it. He got bumped by the, uh, the 48. Uh, he loses control. Somehow... Remains unscathed. Well, a little. He got a little banged up, but not bad. Just a little tiny bit. But he took out almost half the field. And that's what happens. At Daytona, at Talladega, you're just kind of waiting for the big one. And it's usually at the end of the race, and everybody's trying to do what they can to win. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened yesterday. And the the race, uh, it was a little triggering for me. I'm not going to lie. It was a little triggering for me. I was never a Jeff Gordon fan. And to see that number 24 car with flames on it back in the winter. Oh, oh, did not like seeing it. Did not like seeing it. I, I liked uh, I liked Rusty Wallace. I liked um, Mark Martin was really my favorite. I loved Mark Martin. A lot of those Roush guys I liked too. I liked Kenseth. I liked Biffle. Um, yeah, those were the guys that I liked that I followed. But man, Carl Edwards. Oh, he was fun too. Watching him since he drove the trucks, he was one of my. Uh, First truck interviews was interviewing Carl Edwards. And I got to talk to him about doing the backflip off the back of the truck and how he was going to do it off of a bush car. My very first NASCAR interview, though. No, I don't want to say that. I did talk to uh, Michael Waltrip one time at a Napa in Adrian. But my first at the track interview, I was just tooting around after my broadcast on a Friday. And I'm walking uh, through the garage area. There's not a whole lot of people back there, right? I'm just walking around through the garage area, going by the transports. And Mark Martin is sitting outside of his transport on a cooler. I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And I'm sitting here. This is old school, man. This I had a Marat's cassette recorder slung over my shoulders this wasn't a little tiny one this is like a a big 
the uh, 10 by 12 machine, okay, inches. It was about three inches thick, too. In its casing, leather strap over my shoulder with a hardwired microphone with a cable that's like six feet long. This is the beat-up gray microphone, right? And so I'm sitting walking around, just looking, see if there's anybody I can talk to. And I see him. He's just sitting there in his cooler, drinking a water, sitting next to some Valvoline. All right. I don't even say anything to him. I look at my mic, look at him, look at my mic, and I just kind of gesture with my mic like, eh? kind of like, you want to? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on over here. We'll talk. That's fine, man. <laughs> so I sat there. I talked to him for 10 minutes. And just, it was just like a normal conversation. It was so cool. And I wish I still had that, but I lost it a long time ago. Uh, yeah. All right. Sorry. Hey, I apologize for me going down memory lane. Anyway, back to the Daytona 500 from yesterday with your winner in the number 24 car. Um, oh, yeah, it was just William Byron. The thing that I'm not crazy about when it comes to the Daytona 500, why do I keep saying 400? They're always talking about, oh, it's 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 our Super Bowl. It's all the drivers at their best. Da 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 da. That's I'm calling BS on that right now. Okay. Because yeah, and there have been plenty of notable winners who have gotten that thing, but there's also been a lot of blind squirrels who have gotten a nut out of that thing too. It's just a matter of being able to survive that big one at the end. Doesn't mean that you were the best driver throughout the entire race. It just means that you got lucky at the at the end, and that's how you won it. Case in point, uh, William Byron yesterday. Now, I mean, he's not a bad driver. He had six wins last year. He had two the year before that, one in 21 and one in 20. Other winners of the race? Ricky Stenhouse Jr., really? Really? Up until last year's winner of the Daytona 500, his biggest feat in NASCAR was that he was the one-time boyfriend of Danica Patrick. Come on. Uh, let's see. year before that, you had Austin Sindrick, who won the 500 in 2020. I'm sorry, in 2022. Uh, no wins last year, no wins, well, so far the year before that. year, And in 2021, didn't have any wins. Austin Centric in that number two, formerly known as the Blue Deuce. But you also then had Michael McDowell. Let's see, he won it in 2021. He had a win in 2023. Other than that, his wins, whole bunch of goose eggs there. And I'm just looking at recent history. I know there's been others who have who have won it and um, have had long, notable, successful careers. But there's also quite a few. Derek Cope, who have won it, and just did, did nothing, nothing throughout their career. All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back. We're going to talk a little more basketball of the Big Ten variety and more. You're listening to the Daily on Jackson's Fox Sports 101.9 FM. We're live from the Lead Bunker Studio, Jackson's only indoor gun range. Tigers able to take the field a little bit yesterday for practice. Nice. 
Yeah, that's, that is nice. That is nice. Welcome back to The Daily. Jackson's Fox Sports 101.9 FM, live from the Lead Bunker Studios. Jackson's only indoor gun range, brought to you by Knudsen's, your outdoor convenience store, Kettlebell Hotspot, where your functional fitness begins. Brought to you by Bud, Bud Light, McUltra, and Tri-County Water. Ah, that's good water. Yeah, it's like the whole peninsula has been threatened with rain for the last several days. So it kind of broke noonish time yesterday, right around the time Tigers were supposed to start training. And it was, yeah, it was very nice and welcomed. And we'll have notes for you throughout the week from uh, training camp. And, of course, Saturday, the first game is the the Tigers take on the Stankies in spring training baseball. Ah, Looking forward to that, right? Uh, do, do, do. What else we got here? Uh, MSU continues to be uh, outside looking in at the top 25 in the AP. They've won eight of their last 10. MSU hosting Iowa tonight in East Lansing. They have five regular season games left as March approaches. So tonight against Iowa. 15 and 11 Hawkeyes, 7 and 8 in the conference against the 17 and 9 Spartans, 9 and 8 in the conference. MSU expected to win this one by 9.5. That's the spread. 85.3% as far as the matchup predictor goes. Iowa, 7 and 8, middle of the pack in the Big Ten right now. Michigan State in a three way tie for third with Northwestern and Wisconsin. They're sitting there at nine and six. Um, so this is going to go a long way to, uh, to get MSU a little bit further up. Happening tonight, you got um, Wisconsin in action against Maryland. So you're hoping for a Maryland win here. On the road at Wisconsin. Wisconsin has not been doing great in their last uh, few um, uh, outings. So MSU, they get the win. Maryland, if they play Maryland basketball, um, this could be a good night for the MSU basketball Spartans. Wolverines, they're off until Thursday when they take on Northwestern. That's 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 just not going to be good. Not going to be good. Elsewhere from sports, um, Isaiah Stewart due in front of a judge over his pregame punch of Drew Eubanks in Phoenix last week. Court there will see him on Friday, a day after the Pistons return to their schedule against Indianapolis. Stewart cited for a misdemeanor assault on the night of the incident. You remember that? All right, so Stewart has had his altercations. It was against what, Charlotte? where he basically, during the, the, the course of the game, had brush-ups with every member of that team. And, no, seriously, who can forget this? Who can forget this? And then we saw Zach Levine light him up, then Giannis, and then Jason Tatum. And tonight it's their number one guy, Jeremy Grant. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Stewart and LeBron. Stewart is hot, and everybody's coming out now. Now, this is ridiculous. I mean, he's got he's got everybody holding him yeah, back. You remember this from a couple years ago? Oh yeah, he's he's got a lot of blood streaming. They're the at the eye. free throw line, and LeBron gave him an elbow. 
a legit elbow. The announcer's like, no, 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 it was not on purpose. Oh, and LeBron did it on purpose. And Stewart just saw red and wouldn't stop. Yeah, I mean, I he's got he's a little upset. everybody he on the team coaches. pulling him back. You got security guys. Look at Dwayne Casey's like, just calm down. And just when they think they got him calmed down, he's K walking away. Hands get off him. He's like, to heck with that. I'm going he's after him again. Like, he's walking throw. off the court right now. He's running he's towards LeBron. Trying to get loose. He's running <laughs> towards LeBron. Makes it to he half court. Running through a bunch of guys. And he's out of the game. Oh, man. Question. I mean, this it's is like he's running through the line. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he definitely saw red. There's just, there's guys who do that. They they get into uh, some sort of altercation, and that uh, that adrenaline just takes over. They see red, and they can't let go. And Isaiah Stewart has shown it multiple times over and over again. He's the kind of guy that sees red. Um, and uh, those actions got the best of him last week. And now he's going to court over it. And the Pistons are probably going to be without him for a little bit. We'll finish up the show right after this. You're listening to The Daily on Jackson's Fox Sports 101.9, 101.9 FM, live from the Lead Bunker Studio, Jackson's only indoor gun range. Weather forecast real quick, brought to you by Wolverine Seal Coating. So if your asphalt driveway or parking lot's in rough shape, Wolverine Seal Coating, those are the people you need to call. Find them online, WolverineSealCoating.com. Sunny and 49 for today. 34 tonight under mostly clear conditions. Tomorrow, it was supposed to be cloudy. Now it's, it's partly sunny. We'll see 58 tomorrow. On Wednesday night, slight chance of showers. Increasing clouds, 41. Outside right now, we are at 46 fair skies. That's your weather brought to you by Wolverine Seal Coating. The Daily, live from the Lead Bunker Studio, Jackson's only indoor gun range. We're also brought to you by Knudsen's, your outdoor convenience store. Kettlebell Hotspot, where your functional fitness begins. Brought to you by my buds, Bud, Bud Light, McUltra, and Tri-County Water. Ah, that's good water. Uh, Pistons. No, I'm sorry. Oh, we, we meant to say Red Wings. Red Wings. Um, they finished their road trip 2-2 with an overtime winner. Uh, by Sherratt in Seattle, capturing two points and rebounding from two initial losses last week. Patrick Kane also eclipsed 800 assists in his career with one of the, uh, in the opening period. Alex Lyon got the start in net, stopped 38 of 41 shots. Now, if the season were to end today, Wings would be in. Or they take the top three and the next two um, from each conference. So the top three... In the Atlantic are Bruins, Panthers, Maple Leafs, 77, 77, six, uh, 77, 76, 68. You got the Lightnings at 65 and then the Wings at 64. Top three in the Metropolitan, Rangers 75, Hurricanes 71, Flyers 65. And then you got the Devils outside looking in at 60. So if we're to end today, Wings are in. Wings are in! If we're in, in today. Hey, let's do this again tomorrow. What do you say? Let's do it. Between now and then, stay safe. We'll see you soon.